0: live in here our number eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one you know I've been doing a lot of thinking about what we're facing these days um, and so what do I do I've been going back and studying even further Rousseau, Hegel, and especially Marx and Engels, stick with me, stay with me, because to understand these people is to understand what's happening in our country. You know, in about the mid-1800s, Marx and Engels believed that interventionism, step by step by step, through legislation, through court decisions, that Marxism would be realized and then they decided I guess it was the 1860s or so that that wasn't good enough That in fact interventionism or you would call it economic socialism was a problem because it was actually interfering with their final solution so they would eventually abandon interventionism for violent revolution. And this is why you would have these bloody, bloody wars and civil wars. And so the debate is between interventionism and immediacy. And we see that debate in our own country, among the Democrats, and of course the media and the rest of them. It's no longer a debate on what's preferable that is, capitalism or economic socialism, sovereignty or an open border, federalism or centralized government. No. The debate is now how do we achieve these ends? How do we achieve these ends? And so if you believe, as Marx did, that communism is inevitable, communism is bigger than economics, communism is a cultural cultural devouring of our society, then you're really not interested in influencing. You prod, and you pull, and you push, and ultimately you impose.
2: Because it's inevitable. Freedom
0: the thinking goes, leaves a vacuum. Even though that's the greatest characteristic of a great nation. Even though it is the core to justice. Freedom and virtue. Freedom leaves a vacuum for fascism, for Marxism, and all the other isms. People who take advantage of freedom and use freedom
2: to empower themselves, to empower themselves. Now, in a country,
0: whether it be a country in Europe or the United States, in a country that does not allow discussion or debate or differences to be voiced, including when it comes to the sciences like viruses and so forth, or uses these massive internet platforms or the press, which is almost 100% ideological for the left. You leave very few options and very few outlets for all those people. And it's an enormous number of people who cannot voice their opinions, who cannot challenge
2: the orthodoxy, including in the sciences. And so what does the state do to people who dare to try? It purges them. We call it wokeism, but it purges them.
0: And the police state becomes increasingly more powerful. It monitors them. It keeps databases on them. It categorizes them. Joe Biden is all over the country doing what he did in front of Independence Hall. He's all over the country campaigning, not on his record, not on immigration, not on inflation, not on gas prices, food prices, food availability. No, that's not what he's doing. He's saying,
2: if you do not agree with me,
0: then you need to be purged from society. Even more, if you do not agree with me, you're obviously a MAGA Republican, which means you're not human. You're inhuman. Not only are you to be ignored and rejected. You're to be trashed and smeared and, if necessary, purged. Here he is. Cut three, go.
3: Not every Republican is a MAGA Republican. Not every Republican embraces the extreme ideology. Not every,
0: not every Jew is a bad Jew. Not every Catholic is a bad Catholic. Not every black is a bad black. Not every Hispanic is a bad Hispanic. Not every white person is a bad person. But those among them, those among you, who dare to challenge our orthodoxy, who dare to support a candidate or candidates who we do not, who we do not accept, you are to be dehumanized. Go ahead.
3: i mean, the mainstream Republicans and there's still a few of them left. But the extreme set of MAGA Republicans has chosen to go backwards, full of anger, violence, hate and division. And that's what their game is. And together, Democrats, independents and mainstream Republicans can choose a different path.
0: Mainstream Republicans. So if you're a free market conservative, if you're a social conservative. If you're a, a hawk, a foreign policy conservative. If you're a constitutional conservative, then you are inhuman. Unhuman. Then you are to be purged from proper political discourse. You are to be purged from the body politic. You're an extremist. You are a radical. Just like members of the Supreme Court who dared to rule as they ruled, five of them. In the Dobbs case. You are to be discredited and disparaged. Just like not just Donald Trump, but Governor DeSantis or Senator Cruz. And the list goes on. They're radicals now. We're redefining terms. We're changing the language and you better adopt it. You better adopt it. Don't question us.
3: Go ahead. ...to a future of unity and hope and some optimism. And choose, we choose, the Democrats, to build a better America. And we have such an opportunity to do it.
0: They want to build a better America. Build a better America? What they mean to say is we must tear down America and build America as we think America should be built. This is counter-revolutionary propaganda. We want to build a better America, so we will destroy American sovereignty in the border and not enforce the immigration laws. We will use the FBI and the Department of Justice to punish those with whom we disagree. We will take the wealth that have been created by half the nation and give it to the other half whether they're poor or rich, whether they are students or it doesn't matter, or even illegal aliens. That's what we will do.
3: Cut four, go. Folks, Democrats offer a vision for a better America. It's within the reach, our reach. What's in our hands if we just get out and vote. And again, that's not hyperbole. Because we're not finished. Imagine if we just selected two more Democrats in the Senate and keep the House of Representatives. Imagine We'll codify Roe v. Wade. We'll no, Candace... they won't codify Roe v. Wade.
0: Now I want you to listen very, very carefully to me, especially you women who are persuaded by this kind of a demagogue. It's not about codifying Roe versus Wade. It's about codifying the killing of a baby right before they're born. That is the official position of the Democrat Party. It is official. That's the legislation that was defeated in the Senate. That's what was offered by Chuck Schumer. And if they get two more in the Senate and a few more in the House, that will be the law of the land in every corner of the country. I want you to think about that. One of the crucially important tools that Biden and his ilk use is the big lie. And it is constant, whether it's about themselves to puff up their, their rather weak resumes, or whether it's about their agenda. They're going to build America better by spending us further in the debt, by having open borders, by impoverishing the middle class, by turning black against white, white against Hispanic, and on and on and on. They're going to build a better America by tearing down the Supreme Court and its independence, by destroying the rules in the Senate so the Senate has no purpose anymore, by adding four more Democrats to the U.S. Senate so they don't have to fight so hard to win elections, and on and on and on. Look at the experience over the last 20, 21
2: months. What have they built better?
0: Nothing. Go ahead.
3: All weapons will protect Social Security and Medicare. Will pass. Nobody's universe.
0: threatening Social Security and Medicare. What is he talking about? Because Rick Scott proposed that every five years we're to look at spending plans, and so you're to take from that that Rick Scott's proposing destroying Social Security and Medicare. Rick Scott's from Florida, probably the highest per capita people on Social Security and Medicare of any other state. That's not what Rick Scott said, but they have to lie. They have to put words in their opponent's mouth. They don't want to run against the actual ideas of the other party or the other person. They have to create a caricature. They have to create the arguments of the other side that they run against. Go ahead.
3: So pre-K, we'll restore the child care tax credit. We'll protect voting rights. We'll pass the luxury reform. we We'll make sure no one ever Who is ever not tries.
0: protecting voting rights? That's not what they mean. Protecting voting rights meaning getting rid of voter identification. Voter identification is supported in every community in this country, regardless of race or party. So why do the Democrats continue to want to get rid of it? Because it wasn't that long ago, half a century, give or take, that the Democrats controlled the cities like the mobs controlled the cities. And in fact, the mob and the Democrat Party were
2: tied at the hip. And they could deliver votes. And things could happen. That's how
0: Lyndon Johnson got elected to the United States Senate. Frankly, that's how John Kennedy got elected in 1960.
2: That's the truth. Go ahead.
3: To steal an election again in America. And will continue to build an economy. To do what?
0: Did he just say, Mr. Producer, to steal an election? That no one tries to steal an election again. Isn't that amazing when they talk about the election of 2000, 2004, and 2016? Again, this is how This is how those who believe in autocracy, totalitarianism of one form or another, Marxism. This is how they conduct themselves. I'll be right back.
4: Mark Levin.
0: Folks, back in the good old days, we Americans argued about which policies to pursue to improve the country we love. Too often today, we find ourselves arguing about whether our country is great or not, about whether we should love America or be ashamed of it. The reason for this is simple. For too many years, too many of our schools have been neglecting to teach young Americans about America's great heritage of liberty, presenting them instead with dishonest narratives of America as fundamentally unjust and racist. Hillstock College is weighing in for America by offering free online courses such as The Great American Story, A Land of Hope, and Constitution 101, The Meaning and History of the Constitution. As we get closer to Constitution Day, September 17, I encourage all of you to enroll in one of these wonderful free courses from Hillsdale. Begin your free Hillsdale College course today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's levin, L-E-V-I-N, for hillsdale.com. the next hour, I want to spend a little time talking about Memphis. What's taking place in Memphis, how it's covered. I don't believe Joe Biden has spoken out about Memphis, has he, Mr. Producer? Wasn't there a mass killing in Memphis the other day? Four individuals murdered as they stood? Where they stood, Mr. Producer? They were executed. Others were severely wounded. Why isn't that getting attention? The kind of attention that the White House usually brings to such things. Except this time, nothing. I don't believe they even put out a statement. By the way, as a footnote, I, I am and was a big fan of the monarchy in Britain, quite frankly. They have a great history, particularly the modern monarchy, World War II, and so forth. And it is a terrible thing to see that the Queen passed away, but I do not understand this nonstop coverage, to be perfectly honest about it. I just don't. I'll be right back. Folks, back in the good old days, we Americans argued about which policies to pursue to improve the country we love. Too often today, We find ourselves arguing about whether our country is great or not, about whether we should love America or be ashamed of it. The reason for this is simple. For too many years, too many of our schools have been neglecting to teach young Americans about America's great heritage of liberty, presenting them instead with dishonest narratives of America as fundamentally unjust and racist. Hillsdale College is weighing in for America by offering free online courses such as The Great American Story, A Land of Hope, and Constitution 101, The Meaning and History of the Constitution. As we get closer to Constitution Day, September 17, I encourage all of you to enroll in one of these wonderful free courses from Hillsdale. Begin your free Hillsdale College course today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's levin, L-E-V-I-N, for hillsdale.com.
5: The establishment's worst nightmare. Mark Levin. Call in now. 877-381-3811.
0: If you want to shut down what's being done to the country, every corner of the country, every aspect of the country, then you must defeat our opponents in a crushing way in November. And in some states, early voting starts very soon. And I don't like early voting, and most people who are conservative don't, but take advantage of what's available. But these people need to be defeated in a crushing manner. Even then they won't stop, but we have to have the ability to to act. Look what they've done, 50-50 in the Senate and a bare majority in the House. And they're telling you right now what they plan to do. There was a piece in Legal Insurrection a couple of days ago by my buddy Professor William Jacobson. He's a great patriot. And uh, it caught my attention. And he says, uh, So I saw this tweet from Martarza Hussein of The Intercept. If you turn the electricity off for a few months in any developed Western society, 500 years of supposed philosophical progress about human rights and individualism would quickly evaporate like they never
2: happened. Like they never happened. Now, there's many things to read into that, and they're all important. The point is, we would become...
0: An unraveled nation, the law wouldn't matter. There'd be no civil society, it'd be the law of the jungle, I suppose. And this is something Peter Pry would talk about. If the grid goes down, in just a few months' time, civilization would cease to exist. We couldn't get food, we couldn't get water. We'd have no way of communicating over a period of time. And so as I see it, when our own government uses energy as a tool for a political party to grab power, to change our economic system, to change the way you are going to be able to live, and they are, that's what their goal is. To force you into housing that you don't want, to force you into automobiles that you don't want, to force you into public transportation you don't want, to force you into a lifestyle you don't want, to prevent your mobility, to be able to monitor where you go and how much you can go and how much you can use, that's the ultimate goal. And he says, I thought it might be one of those phrases I really have no provable attribution. And he says, uh, appears that New York Journal in 1896 says the only barrier between us and anarchy is the last nine meals we've had. It may be taken as axiomatic that a starving man is never a good citizen. And after applying this phrase to the relatively minor pandemic supply chain problems, he says, I concluded, don't worry, I'm not panicking. But I'm prepping for the worst. This is the individual he's quoting. I'd rather not have to fight people in the supermarket for the few boxes of porridge left on the shelves. We don't know where the challenge will come from. There are unknown unknowns that could surprise us, but some of the causes won't surprise us. We see them coming. There's a thin line in society between food and anarchy, freedom and repression, liberty and tyranny, safety and street violence. It's thinner than we want to admit. And it's being pushed to its limits on purpose by ideologues that want to deconstruct our society. Tearing down society is a dangerous game. That thin line is being obliterated in Europe, which put heavy reliance on Russian natural gas and so-called renewables, leaving those countries vulnerable to a gas cutoff, which Putin now is implementing as retaliation for Ukraine sanctions. And he says that uh, his site, of course, professor says, has been covering this. Germany, Europe, race for energy crunch, second Russian pipeline goes down. Europe's self-inflicted energy crisis. The Czech Republic, surging energy prices trigger massive anti-government, anti-EU protests in Prague. He said it might be worse. I saw this tweet thread by Finnish economist and professor Thomas Mellon and what did he say this Finnish professor he said I'm telling you people that the situation in Europe is much worse than many understand we are essentially on the brink of another banking crisis a collapse of our industrial base and households and thus on the brink of the collapse of our economies we're also totally at the mercy of the authorities And we have very little knowledge what they have planned. Will they be able to stop the onset of the banking crisis yet again? I don't know, but I'm doubtful. In any case, he writes, the speed of deterioration is massive now. And it's only a matter of time when markets catch up. And I am betting that we still have a few weeks, months at a maximum, before mayhem truly begins. And he cautions this professor... Take precautionary measures. Stock, cash, food, water, wood if you have a stove, other necessities. And he says no harm will come from preparation if somehow miraculously we can avoid the onset of an outright economic collapse. You just have more cash, more food, water, and wood. And it can happen here, ladies and gentlemen. It can happen here. And this so-called Green New Deal, which I've told you over and over and over again, and I've written about at great length in my books, is not about clean air and clean water. It is a war on prosperity. It is a war on capitalism. It is a Marxist endeavor. Now it's been Americanized. Just call it climate change. And bring out a fool like... Joe Biden, who will scream at the top of his lungs about it. And then they use hundreds and hundreds of billions of our dollars and impose trillions of dollars of regulatory expenses to push us into this agenda. We've barely begun to
2: feel its outcome. Barely begun. And this is where we are.
0: And it is horrendous that some of the deepest, dumbest people get elected to office. Truly some of the dumbest people who don't have a wide berth of experience in anything. But even if they did, it's of no matter that these people can impose their beliefs as reality on the rest of us. I talked about this at length yesterday. I won't do it again. You understand. It is national suicide, and yet those of us who don't believe in it, they drag us along for the reasons I said earlier this hour. You know, elections are crucial, but what happens between elections are crucial, too. Let me repeat that. Elections are crucial, but what happens between elections are crucial, too. In fact, enormously so. This is where we lose the country, the culture, the society, all of which are under attack. So many of these problems, if not all of them, are man-made.
2: More precisely, Democrat Party made. The massive murder rate in
0: a civil society like now is absolutely intolerable. And yet there it is. The insanity... Of attacking the cops with lies about systemic this and that. Well, I was once stopped and I was stopped. Who cares? People are dying in the streets.
2: And vile, vicious,
0: evil individuals are let out of jail on so-called bail reform by so-called Judges. At the behest of so called prosecutors.
2: They're Democrats, every single one of them, virtually.
0: It's a man made disaster. Open borders, fentanyl pouring into this country. 110,000 Americans died last year. It's the greatest killer of people the age of 18 to 49. Our youngest generation of adults.
2: That's man-made. Gangs coming into our country from foreign countries. Perverts. Rapists. Drug cartels. Kidnappers. All
0: kinds of people. Millions and millions of people. At least a million of whom are called gotaways in the last 21 months. We don't even know where they are, who they are, what they're doing. Nothing. Our schools are overwhelmed. Our hospitals are overwhelmed. Law enforcement's overwhelmed. That's all man-made by the Democrat
2: Party. Joe Biden is a sick man. He's always been a sick man. He's always been a serial liar. He's a pathological liar. On
0: things big and small. And he's running around the country telling you all these magnificent things he's done. Like destroyed energy independence. But he doesn't put it that way. Like destroyed a secure border. But he doesn't put it that way. Like destroyed the value of our dollar, which you've only just begun to feel with inflation like destroyed our classrooms and destroying the nuclear family and destroying women's sports and destroying the united states military from within
2: and he's proud of it and if you disagree
0: with him coming full circle obviously you're a semi fascist maga republican you're not part of the mainstream republican like the people they used to be able to roll and still can, like the Mitch McConnell's. So we're going to hire 87,000 more IRS agents, and I'm sure they're going to be very objective about what they do. And we're going to muscle up the FBI and the U.S. Attorney's Office because there's just so many white-dominant supremacists running around our country who need to be put in their place. You know, semi-fascist, ultra-maga, those people. And besides, you'll have Bill Barr out there and other legal analysts.
2: You'll have Romney and others who will support it all.
0: Those are the kind of Republicans that they want. I'll be right back. Mark
4: Levin.
0: Folks, back in the good old days, we Americans argued about which policies to pursue to improve the country we love. Too often today, we find ourselves arguing about whether our country is great or not, about whether we should love America or be ashamed of it. The reason for this is simple. For too many years, too many of our schools have been neglecting to teach young Americans about America's great heritage of liberty. Presenting them instead with dishonest narratives of America as fundamentally unjust and racist. Hillsdale College is weighing in for America by offering free online courses such as The Great American Story, A Land of Hope, and Constitution 101, The Meaning and History of the Constitution. As we get closer to Constitution Day, September 17, I encourage all of you to enroll in one of these wonderful free courses from Hillsdale. Begin your free Hillsdale College course today. At Levin for Hillsdale That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. You don't believe me when I say there's going to be a point it won't be that far off when they ban automobiles? You don't believe me? Did you think their day would come when they would ban automobiles? Automobiles that use gas and diesel fuel? Because that just happened. 17 states have enacted laws requiring that their laws mirror California. These 17 states have or will have to ban the use of the automobile that most of you currently drive. And trucks? California, Connecticut, Colorado, Delaware, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts. New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Vermont, Virginia, Washington State, Washington, D.C. They just ban them. Or will ban them.
2: And one-fourth of Americans live in
0: these states. So as long as these Americans, our fellow Americans, live in these states, all of which are blue except Virginia just flipped, but when Virginia was blue, and of course in Pennsylvania the governor's blue, it's also a moron. They have adopted rules, laws, regulations that will ban your ability to purchase a gas or diesel-powered vehicle in that state. And I can assure you they're going to ban your ability to buy it in another state and bring it into that state. And so the police state gets bigger, that is expansive, more authoritative. They will monitor people more and more and more to make sure you abide by the law for the good of the air, of course, and the good of the water, the good of the climate, which is an existential threat, as you well know. And a quarter of Americans in 13 years, it's really 12 and a half years, 12 and a half years, will be living under these conditions. And there will be brownouts and blackouts. There will be a lack of electricity. You talk about the supply chain now. And what
2: about food? How are we going to move food? How are we going to move anything? It doesn't matter.
0: We are living off of what has existed. The status quo. We're living off of gas and diesel-powered vehicles Follow this. While laws are being imposed that compels something else 12 to 13 years from now. So you don't feel it for 12 or 13 years. Then suddenly you feel it and you say, what the hell happened? Because nobody would support <laughs> support this today if the real consequences of this were known and felt today by every single citizen There'd be riots in the streets. There'd be a revolution in the streets. But because you're able to live off of gas and diesel fuel and all of this today, sure, why not pass laws today that don't have an effect for 12 or 13 years? And you can be self-righteous about it. It's a delay period between the passage of these regulations and these rules, the imposition of these laws, and their consequences. So you're living off of fossil fuels right now. You're living off the existing grid right now. So they can pass all these laws about what's going to happen in 10, 12, 15, 20 years from now. And then all the research and development, all the capital investment has to shift and has to change. Not because the market demands it, but because the left demands it. And the next thing you know, Are you better off today than you were four years ago, the great Reagan line? And where are you better off? Where are you better off?
2: Do you feel freer? Do you feel safer? Do you feel like your community is safer? Tell me. Where are you better off? food more plentiful the price of gasoline more affordable
0: well I know it's not we all know it's not we need to keep all these things in mind because the demagogue moron in the Oval Office is trying to change the subject we have a situation now in Memphis
2: where a couple of black guys riding around in a car, went on social media, and said they want to kill white people.
0: And said they want to kill white people. Have you seen this on your news report? Have you seen it on your news report? Just curious.
2: And part of the problem is, of course...
0: When you create and use critical race theory, promoting racism and hate and contempt, even at a young age, and when you allow offenders to get back out so quickly, violent offenders, just like the, the man who killed that young lady who was a teacher and a mother of two and a wife, apparently beat her to a pulp, dragged her into his SUV, and an hour later she was dead after having been raped in Memphis. And the killer, 19 years old, who got out of prison early, thanks to a left-wing prosecutor and a left-wing judge, went on to kill four people in Memphis.
2: And then these two hoodlums.
0: These two hoodlums who say they, they want to kill white people. Here's how it's reported at Blaze Media. Memphis police seeking men caught on video vowing to shoot white people. Threatening copycat shooting spree. Memphis police are in search of two young men. Who are on video making threats to shoot white people. In the video a man appears to mention Ezekiel Kelly, the suspect... In the mass shooting rampage that rocked Memphis on Wednesday and threatens to commit a copycat mass shooting spree. The Memphis Police Department received tips about men on video threatening white people on Thursday. These terroristic threats were posted on social media platforms and specific threats to events occurring in the city of Memphis. Said the Police Department. The two suspects making the threats are both described as two black males between the ages of 18 and 21 years of age. The Memphis Police Department also posted screenshot images of the men making violent threats. White folks not feeling like black people, a man is heard saying in the video. Then they're finna be marching on the river saying, white lives matter, y'all something or other. White folks hate black people. White folks hate black people. This is the constant that we're getting now. Another man chimed in by mentioning Eliza Fletcher, the Memphis mother of two and kindergarten teacher was reportedly abducted while jogging in Memphis, and her body was found on Monday. Cleotha Henderson is accused of kidnapping and murdering Fletcher. I'm going to take this blank back to racism, the first man said. Man, I hope you're all ready. And the man threatens to go Zeke mode on a number of white people in an apparent reference to Ezekiel Kelly, who's accused of killing four during a shooting spree he live-streamed on Facebook. By the way, this guy Kelly, he also shot black people.
2: I mean, he was just killing people.
0: I get any white hoe on the side of me. They're going to get popped tonight, the man said. He already shot a white old man, he claimed, then threatened. I'm for shooting a white old lady while her grandkids are in the car. This is all on uh, online. And so they're looking for, the, uh, for these individuals who said this stuff. Now, I want to know how much the media are going to cover this. Not just in Memphis, of course, not just in Memphis,
2: but period. This guy,
0: the prior guy, he killed four people. That's a mass murder. We're told killing two people is a mass murder. Okay, I got it. Now, this guy killed four people. Is a mass murder. I haven't heard Joe Biden say a word about it. Have you, Mr. Producer? Am I missing something? We checked. He hasn't said anything. How about Kamala Harris? We checked. She hasn't said anything. Why? Why? And what about these guys? These racist would-be mass murderers who want to gun on a killing spree of white people. How come we don't hear anything about this from Joy Reid?
2: On the Scarborough Show. From Tiffany Cross. How come we don't hear anything from their expert professors who come on? Nothing. Not a word. Because you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to. Where did this mass murder in Memphis get his weapon? We don't know. I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. He's got a long rap
0: record. When he was 14, he raped somebody. Not so long ago, a year, year and a half ago, he assaulted somebody with a gun. But it's worse than that, and he's 19 years old. And, of course, in one case, he opened the door to a 7-Eleven It was live streaming it, smiling, laughing it up when he shot somebody. Shot somebody.
2: Went to a gas station, murdered a woman where she stood. His last murder was another woman at a gas station. President of the United States, Joe Biden, says nothing. The radical left-wing groups say nothing. The Democrat Party
0: is absolutely silent. Nothing. Silent about the phony prosecutor, silent about the phony judge. And how many times can the cops arrest
2: somebody? Their resources have been slashed. Their ability to operate is almost impossible anymore. They have to arrest somebody more than once. The
0: prosecutors, who we're supposed to love, you know. The judges. They're supposed to look out for the country. They're supposed to look out for their community. We have governments that won't protect the people that don't care about safety. Oh, they'll talk about health care until you're blue in the face. You have to surrender your health care plan. You got to redistribute wealth and it's inequitable. It's uh, whatever, whatever. We need government-run health care for the people. People shouldn't have to wait a lot. People are being slaughtered. Well, you know, depends who's being slaughtered and how they're being slaughtered.
2: That's all. We had a mass murder in Memphis in one day and night
0: by one guy walking around, laughing it up, shouldn't be out on the street, should never have been out on the street, live streaming one of his murders, and Joe Biden's running
2: around talking about semi-fascist Republicans. Semi-fascist MAGA
0: while murder and mayhem goes on in the cities that the Democrat Party runs. Prosecutors' offices run by elected Democrats. Judges who stand for the criminal not for the victim and the citizenry. Democrats.
2: Democrats. I'll be
0: right back. Mark Lubin. In a world full of takers, Pure Talk wants to give you something. That's right. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take too much of your money every month for way more data than you're ever going to need. Pure Talk, which is my cell company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data you need. That's how the average family saves over 75 bucks every single month. With Pure Talk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family. Unlimited talk, text, and choose from data plans from 2 gigs per month to unlimited with a mobile hotspot. All on America's most reliable 5G network. And here's an. Another something else Pure Talk is going to give you this month when you switch to Pure Talk, you pay for month one, and Pure Talk will give you month two for free. So do this: just go to PureTalk.com, choose your plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and check out and get your second month free. Go to PureTalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast to switch to my company, Pure Talk. It's not all. New York. New York, New York. By Liam Stack, New York Times. Orthodox Jews on busy streets in midtown Manhattan. In quiet neighborhoods in Brooklyn. Swastikas drawn on Long Island Home and spray paint onto Wall Street's charging bull statues a bomb threat against a Jewish community center in Albany and Flyers in Dutchess County that warned residents Jews want to take your guns. The number of anti-Semitic incidents in New York increased by 24% last year to the highest level in decades, including a surge in the number of assaults, as well as both criminal and non-criminal incidents targeting Jews, according to an annual report released Tuesday by the ADL. 416 anti-Semitic incidents across the state, including 51 assaults, the most physical attacks recorded. Since it began compiling such data in 1979, the report was based on information collected from local law enforcement agencies and so forth. The surge was part of a nationwide trend that saw 2,717 anti-Semitic incidents across the United States including 88 assaults, an increase of 167% from the year before. This is the largest total we have ever seen, said Greenblatt, the chief executive of the ADL. We've had Jews beaten and brutalized in broad daylight, in <coughs> midtown Manhattan in Brooklyn, in the Diamond District. What was remarkable about it was people acted with impunity. These were Jewish people wearing a kippah, who were visibly orthodox, being assaulted for being Jews, and that is brand new. No, it's not brand new. It's the extent of it. The report focused on several high-profile incidents that took place during, or shortly after, Israel's conflict with Hamas in the Gaza. And it goes on to explain, you see, that many of these anti-Semitic events occurred after Israel was defending itself in the Middle East. Now, what this says and what's interesting, but is not supposed to be said, most of the assaults against these Jews are by
2: Arabs and Palestinians. Not all. Not all. They're not by evangelical Christians or practicing Catholics. And so
0: immigration has an effect on a country. Regardless of how I and others are beaten down and beaten down and beaten down and told not to comment on the obvious. Not to comment on the obvious. I'm not stereotyping Arabs and Palestinians or Muslims at all. I'm saying what the facts are. And in these incidences... Basically, the New York Times has has said it, that after these events take place in the Middle East with Israel, if you see an Orthodox Jew wearing the garb of an Orthodox Jew, or the hair, or a wig, or a hat, that sort of thing, they're getting attacked, as are their places of worship. One of the things that's gone largely unsaid about the riots of 2020, except on this program, behind this microphone, by me, by Black Lives Matter, which is an anti-Semitic, Marxist, anti-American organization, is the extent to which synagogues
2: were burned, attacked,
0: and defaced in New York and L.A. You didn't hear much of that on MSNBC. You didn't hear much of that on CNN. You certainly didn't hear much of that from professional athletic organizations like pro football and basketball and so forth. I don't even know if it was ever mentioned on ESPN. But you saw it. Now when I see things like this and hear things like this and I see even moreover more with the overall population of this country. Then I hear these guys in Memphis. And then I see the, the push for racism in the media, racism in our public schools, one, one color, quote-unquote,
2: against another. I think to myself what have we become here? What have we become? Who are these ideologues, these culture warriors who've done this to us?
0: And why do they have such a powerful influence in the media and in the Democrat Party? Why is that? Because, folks, when you're an institution like the media or an institution like the Democrat Party or an institution like most of our colleges and universities. And you not only abandon our founding principles. But you hate the country. And you want groups at each other's throats. And you don't believe in the individual. You believe in stereotypes. This is what happens. When you're unmoored from our declaration and our constitution. When you don't really embrace faith, you embrace government. When you are taught or have a psychosis that you're a victim in everything you do and you have a chip on your shoulder no matter what happens or what anybody says. This is the result. When you have a so-called law and order system that is neither lawful or ordered. Where excuses are made for victims, and victims are treated, excuse me, where excuses are made for criminals, and victims are treated like second-class citizens, this is what happens. I'll be right back. In a world full of takers, Pure Talk wants to give you something. That's right, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take too much of your money every month for way more data than you're ever going to need. Pure Talk, which is my cell company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data you need. That's how the average family saves over 75 bucks every single month. With Pure Talk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family. Unlimited talk, text, and choose from data plans from 2 gigs per month to unlimited with a mobile hotspot. All on America's most reliable 5G network. And here's a another something else pure talk is going to give you this month when you switch to pure talk you pay for month one and pure talk will give you month two for free so do this just go to puretalk.com choose your plan then enter promo code levin podcast that's l-e-v-i-n podcast and check out and get your second month free go to puretalk.com enter promo code levin podcast to switch to my company pure talk
1: they call him mr right Mr. Conservative, and Mr. Constitution. But you can call him Mark at 877-381-3811.
0: Sonny Huston on The View today. She's purportedly a lawyer. But everything that comes out of her mouth is poisonous. She lives on a huge estate with her husband and her kids. She earns an enormous amount of money, but everything that comes out of her mouth Is poisonous like this. Cut 16. Go.
4: And I think, though, we can mourn the queen and not the empire. Yeah, because if you really think about what the monarchy um, was built on, it was built on the backs of black and brown people. She wore a crown with pillaged stones from India and Africa. And now you stop.
0: No, the British Empire was not built on the backs of brown and black people. They didn't slave people, yes. But it also ended slavery. I'm doing this by memory, I think in the 1830s. But this is what we get. So she says that uh, it's time to provide for reparations to all the colonies. And so I want to talk about this a little bit. At Cornell, Cornell University, hardly a right-wing white supremacist, semi-fascist, MAGA-Republican place. There's a wonderful lady there, Sandra Green. She's written several books about the history of slavery in Africa. And in this featured piece on her, at the research.com, cornell.edu, slash news, she's featured... It's written by Jackie Swift. When we think of slavery, most of us think of the racially based slavery that existed in the United States and ultimately sparked a civil war. But very few Americans know that slavery was common throughout the world as well as in Africa, says Sandra E. Green. She's the professor of African history, College of Arts and Sciences, Cornell. Green's research... Focuses on the history of slavery in West Africa, especially Ghana, where warring political communities in the 18th and 19th centuries enslaved their enemies. The impact can still be felt today. She says slavery in the United States ended in 1865, but in West Africa it was not legally ended until 1875, and then it stretched on unofficially to almost World War One. Slavery continued because many people weren't aware that it had ended, similar to what happened in Texas after the United States Civil War. While 11 to 12 million people are estimated been exported as slaves from West Africa during the years of the slave trade, millions more were retained in Africa, she says. It's not something that many West African countries talk about, she writes. It's not exactly a proud moment because everyone now re- realizes that slavery is not acceptable. Green has written a series of books examining the nature of slavery in West Africa, how it operated and what forms it took. Her latest book by Indiana University Press in 2017 is Slave Owners of West Africa, Decision Making in the Age of Abolition. It looks at three slave owners and the responses to the abolition of the slavery in the late 1800s. She says each responded in a different way, but the responses were not unique to them, and I wanted to look at the reasons for what they did and the long-term consequences of their decisions. One of the three slave owners Green studied vigorously resisted abolition. She says he moved his slaves outside British territory where slavery was still legal so he could continue to have them. Some of them escaped, but the rest continued to be slaves, and eventually their descendants became part of the family but a lower status than those members of the family descended from non-slaves. On the other hand, another slave owner saw a better way to keep the prestige and power he enjoyed as a slave owner. With many people under his rule, he chose to incorporate his slaves into his family. She said he sent the best and brightest to England for schooling. They became doctors and lawyers, and some staffed his business as accounts. His family became extremely prosperous. He offered them opportunities, so they decided to stay with him. Of their own free will to this day the family is very prominent highly educated and cohesive they don't distinguish between the origins of family members but instead support all members of the family equally the third slave owner in ghana also a prominent man in the community had suffered setbacks and lost faith in the traditional african religious organization he converted to christianity and took it very seriously says green As a result, he freed his slaves, but did not incorporate them into the family. Some probably left, some stayed, but we don't know what happened to them. The histories of these three slave owners and their slaves show the importance of origin in West Africa. They didn't have racial slavery, she explained. The distinction was and is by kinship. People there are very clear about an individual's background, and they retain oral records of who is and who is not within the family. In some families, slave origins still matter, even today. She goes on in her previous book, West African Narratives of Slavery, texts from late 1900 and early 20th century Ghana. Green wanted to come as close as possible to understanding the personal experience of enslaved individuals. Anyway, it goes on. There are many, many books that have been written about slavery in Africa. Now, why do I point this out? Because most of the teaching that goes on in this country acts as if what was taking place in America was happening in a vacuum. None of this is to be defended. None of it. None of it. There's still 12 countries in Africa, as I do my research, that enslave people. Still 12. You have slavery in the Middle East. You have slavery in Asia, including in China. With the Uyghurs. You have slavery in Russia today with the
2: Ukrainians. You don't have slavery in the United States of America.
0: And you don't have slavery in Britain. The only reason I believe people on TV, like this Sonny Huston, if that's her name, whatever it is, or these others, keep bringing this up, about reparations, and the Democrats keep bringing it up. It's because it makes them seem righteous, at least to themselves. And also, it's a continual attack on the United States of America. I can't think of another nation that fought a civil war, not just to maintain the Union, but to aid and the practice of slavery. It was willing to destroy its own country
2: and the status quo.
0: and I had over 700,000 casualties to do what we did during the Civil War. I can't think of one on any continent, not one.
2: Not one. And most of those who fought, by numbers, by absolute numbers,
0: were not slave owners. Even on the South. Many of them were poor Southerners. Certainly not on the Union side. And yet they died. By the hundreds of thousands. Now, the hundreds of thousands. So it's time for King Charles, she says, to provide reparations to all the colonies. The Jews built the pyramids. Who's going to provide reparations to them? They were slaves. Who's going to provide reparations to the tribesmen in Central and South America who were enslaved hundreds of years ago? Or in Africa? Who were enslaved, some of whom are still enslaved, or to the Uyghurs, or to the Ukrainians. Why would she bring this up on the occasion of the Queen's death and the ascendancy of King Charles III? Why would she do that? She says, you know, Barbados left sort of this, this monarchy, this colonization. Jamaica, I have a lot of Jamaican friends. That's coming soon. Right now, Charles, now in a position, he, I think, has 14 colonies, that he's now head of state, including Australia and Canada. I believe if I'm correct, it's time for him to modernize this monarchy. It's time for him to provide reparations to all those colonies. I also think, you know, a monarchy, it's very easy to uplift one family. The harder thing is to uplift all families. And I think that he's in a position to be able to do that. This is incomprehensible. Absolutely incoherent. It, it, does, it, it, it doesn't even, it, it makes no sense. And yet she won't be challenged by anybody but me. Why? Because it's a dangerous thing to speak real history. It's a dangerous thing. I keep talking about this. It's not about having a debate. It's not about engaging. It's not about discussing history or ideas or something. I'm out of line. Because I don't applaud. I'm not a clapping seal.
2: Sonny Hostin is a moron. An
0: absolute moron. Period. And yet, she may be considered the smartest of the bunch on that program. I don't know. I'll be right back.
4: Mark Levin.
0: In a world full of takers, Pure Talk wants to give you something. That's right. Verizon, at t T-Mobile, they're takers. They take too much of your money every month for way more data than you're ever going to need. Pure Talk, which is my cell company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data you need. That's how the average family saves over 75 bucks every single month. With Pure Talk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family. Unlimited talk, text, and choose from data plans from 2 gigs per month to unlimited with a mobile hotspot. All on America's most reliable 5G network. And here's another something else Pure Talk is going to give you. This month, when you switch to Pure Talk, you pay for month one, and Pure Talk will give you month two for free. So do this. Just go to puretalk.com, choose your plan, then enter promo code Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N-PODCAST, and check out and get your second month free. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Podcast to switch to my company, Pure Talk. Mr. Producer, not to catch you off guard. And Mr. Call Screener, to whom shall I speak, if anybody? On the Levin app, Charlotte, North Carolina, Mark. Wait, wait a minute. Mark, how are you, sir?
6: Hey, Mark, I'm doing fine. I uh, Before I get started here, I just have to thank you. Um, I, I retired from the, the Navy after 37 years last week. And wow. about 15 years ago, while, while my uh, squadron buddies and I were trying to solve the world's problems around our ready room, they turned me on to you, and I've been listening ever since.
0: Wow, um, well, thank you and truly, thank them.
6: Well, you are truly, a, you know, America's sage and, and professor. To those who want to listen to a, uh, a clear, historical, political argument, and, um, and it's, it's, it's a pleasure... I've called your, your show a couple of times over the years, but I had to call today because I was so taken by your comments with regards to the electric vehicles. I consider that to be a threat almost as big as the left's threat against the second amendment, the constitution, because we as, as Americans have a love affair with our vehicles and a love affair with the independence that our vehicles have given us. Um, there is a, a, uh, a blend of of people that that cross all races, that love our vehicles. And when the left turns around and tries to drive us into the electrical grid that, that they can control, they're going to limit our ability to travel. They're going to try and constrict the population to the urban centers yeah, and yeah. try and control the population, just like they're doing everything else. The other thing is, given that the Second Amendment is there for a reason, and it's not, you know, hunting as we all know, um, if, if there were to be some situation where we would have to control an over-oppressive government, if the government had control of vehicles, since the, the general public doesn't have tanks or anything else, they would have a lot of control over the movement. So that's why they're very aggressively going, and this is my military side speaking, they're aggressively going for this transportation control as much as they have been going for trying to limit guns, magazines, you know, if they can't where, get the where,
5: guns- where have they
0: promoted advancing and expanding freedom anywhere? I agree. Nowhere. I agree. Nowhere. Yes, it is, uh, is all about contracting individual liberty, in which case they have to attack the Bill of Rights, among other things. And um, and expanding their power and expanding the power of government. This is exactly the opposite of why the nation was founded in the first place. So you're you're so right. And I want to thank you for your service. I really do. That's a long time to be serving the country and all the other guys there. That that makes my night. That's very, very cool for me. Thank you, buddy. You take care. Who's next, Mr. Producer? XM Satellite, Helen in Columbus, Ohio. How are you?
7: I'm doing well. Thank you so much, Mark. Uh, I, I just, I'm so honored to be speaking with you this evening. Oh. Um, I really appreciate what you do, sir.
0: Thank you. Go right ahead. That's I'll it? Go
2: right
7: ahead. Uh, no, um, I thought you were going to prompt me with some questions, but I'll just... Uh, no. I'll speak candidly, um, if I may. I think
0: we're going to halt, hold, hold you over. Uh, I didn't read the clock properly. So just hold on, ma'am, and uh, at some point next hour, we will, uh, we will get back to you. We'll be right back, folks. In this economy, we all need as much help as we can get. If you own a business, you're looking for ways to survive. Innovation refunds can help. Small business owners, please listen up. You could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. Now, this isn't a loan. There's no payback. It's a refund of your taxes. Go to GetRefunds.com. Their tax attorneys are highly trained in this little-known payroll tax refund program and have already returned $1 billion to businesses, and they can help you, too. Go to GetRefunds.com. They do all the work with no charge up front. They simply charge a percentage of the cash that they get for you. Go to GetRefunds.com, click on Qualify Me, and answer a few questions. It's that simple. Now, this payroll tax refund is only available for a very limited amount of time. So check it out right away. GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. He's
1: here. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our
0: number, 877-381-377. Anyway, let's talk about the election a little bit, shall we? Herschel Walker, according to recent polls, and the polls don't mean a lot, I got it, but every time they're down, we hear about it. He's slightly ahead now in Georgia. Oz in Pennsylvania, quickly closing the gap. Mm. J.D. Vance in Ohio, neck and neck, but slightly ahead. Ooh. Adam Laxalt in Nevada, slightly ahead. Ooh. And uh, we're keeping an eye on these other states. How come you only mention those, Mark? Because I'm not really following every single one. I'm not an expert on every single one. These are the ones everybody keeps talking about. Of course, Wisconsin and so forth. Oh, by the way. Hello, Mark. By the way. Tremendous show Sunday. That's right. I'm going to go up against football, and I'm going to kick their ass. All these tough guys. Ooh. Running around with... Pastel colors on them, Mr. Producer. You notice that? Some of these uniforms look a little, how shall I say, well, colorful. Pastel-like. May I say, I'm just saying. But we are going to have a tremendous show Sunday night. Tremendous show. Because we're opening up football season two to kick their ass. So, ladies and gentlemen, we don't take a knee on Life, Liberty, and Levin. We don't bow to anybody but God Almighty. No man, no group of men. No women, no group of women. No transitioning men to women, women transitioning to men. Nothing in between, nothing around. You get my point. Life, Liberty, and Levin, 8 p.m. Eastern. 5 p.m. Pacific, if you can't watch it live, you can always record it on your DVR, but I encourage you, get the recording, <coughs> excuse me, cholera, get the reporting going right away. Get the reporting going right away. We're going to have as our first guest, first of all, my opening statement, But as our first guest, we're going to have Jim Trusty, President Trump's lead lawyer. It's fantastic. Our second guest, one of the great patriots in the United States Senate. We get into things that he hasn't discussed enough, and I want to make sure he does. And that's Senator Ron Johnson. So don't miss it. I know the king and so forth. I know all that. But don't miss it. Sunday night, 8 p.m., 5 p.m. Pacific. Again, if you can't watch it live, you can always record it and I hope you will, but back to the elections. The fact of the matter is, you make the difference. You parents out there, nothing has changed in these classrooms. In fact, it's going to get worse. You parents of young ladies who want to compete in sports with other young ladies, it's only going to get worse. Once these things are enshrined, they're institutionalized. You can't you can't reverse course. We have to reverse course now. It's now or never. If you love open borders and fentanyl coming into this country, and if you love to hear about all the, the horrors taking place on the southern border and so forth and so on, then by all means, vote for a Democrat. But if you had enough of that, with millions and millions of people coming into this country and not leaving, well, then you've got to stand up to it. If you think the Supreme Court should be the plaything of the Democrat Party and the American Marxists, well, then vote Democrat. But if you don't, then don't. There's so much on the, you know, so much at stake, so much on the line, ladies and gentlemen, it's hard to articulate it in a concise way, isn't it? They don't want to codify Roe, as I explained. They want to codify murdering babies right up to the last second of birth I can think of a couple societies that do that, North Korea and so forth, but I can't think of many. Even China's put an end to that. But not the Democrat Party. That's what they voted on. That's what their bill said. Period. And that's what they stand for. So you don't even have to be a person of religion or faith to say, wait a minute, I can think for myself, and particularly you women out there, as I said the other day, that have had children. You think it's a choice right at the end? Well, the Democrats are saying, yes, that's all it is. Nothing more, nothing less. What kind of party treats human beings that way? Human beings and pretend to support science and women's rights. Really? It's a lot of little girls who are being murdered right before birth. Doesn't sound like women's rights to me. Doesn't sound like women's rights to me. Just saying. There's a lot at stake. This is the position of the Democrat Party. Open borders. Open borders. Criminals getting out on bail almost as soon as they're arrested draining resources from law enforcement this is this is their agenda brainwashing your children about sexuality and racism and ensuring that parents don't even know what the hell's going on to their kids in the classroom that's the official position of the democrat party And their big fat slob union. The NEA and the AFT. That's right. You like your automobile? The position of the Democrat Party is to make sure you can never buy one like it again. Why? Because they pray. Not to God, but to false idols. The degrowth movement. For the country to become better, you must become poor. For the government to have endless resources, you must be impoverished. And they keep talking about sacrifice now. You have to sacrifice. While they splurge, while they deficit spend, while they tax, while they regulate, while they exercise power. That's what totalitarian regimes tell their people. The Democrat Party has become an alien force in this country, ladies and gentlemen. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Ready media Ready media matters? The Democrat Party hates America. Hates it. Joe Biden hates the people of America, not half of them. All of them. This is the official position of the Democrat Party, even though it's just whispered. We can't get these people to do what we want them to do, to do what we tell them to do. So we will pass laws, we will tax them, we will abuse them, we will prod them, we will push them, we will pull them. That's the position of the Democrat Party. They don't stand for women's rights. Tell me, do women eat food? Do women like to drive cars? Do women fill up their cars? Do women want to be safe? Do women oppose high crime and murder rates? Do women want their children to be protected from massive inflation and debt? I think so. Do women want their children to get a quality education rather than be indoctrinated about 450 different types of sexual positions? And that their kid is either a racist or a victim, either an oppressor or oppressed. I don't think moms like that, do you? Whether they're in the suburbs or not. No, I don't. And so the Democrat Party treats women like they're kids. Like they're stupid. Joe Biden is relying on women. Buying the bullcrap. That he's offering. No. I'm not buying any of it. I'll be right back. Mark in. Well, there's a big race for the Senate in North Carolina, ladies and gentlemen. And the gentleman running is Ted Budd, a solid conservative. Ted, how are you, sir?
7: Mark, I am doing great. I'm going to start calling in just for you to put me on hold so I can listen to your on-hold music. It's the best.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you, my friend. Ted Budd, and by the way, people want to help him. It's TedBudd.com. Ted, tell me about your race. You're running against another radical leftist. I mean, it seems like they put up radical leftists in state after state, but you're your opponent is truly a hardcore leftist
7: oh my goodness i mean they are running to the middle they're running away from the biden administration but it's like joe biden but worse uh, my opponent has led fundraisers with the leader of the defund the police movement now they say they're for law enforcement but she's not uh, i mean she did fundraising with Corey bush of all people the, one of the squad members she's defended mm-hmm. cop killers uh you know, when she, as a, as a, as an attorney, she's vacated death sentences. She's thrown out indictments for sex offenders. It just goes on and on. And she's completely down with 87,000 more IRS agents, you to come after um, hardworking Americans that can't afford lawyers. It's a, uh, it's a bad deal. We got to win.
0: Well, what's it look like there?
7: You know, Trafalgar just came out with a poll. It was just three points up. I also say it's three-point margin of error, so it's always neck and neck. Just the way that North Carolina is, we got to turn over every leaf, we got to knock on every door, we got to ask people for their votes because the issues are with us. And my opponent's mm-hmm. being very dishonest about what she stands for, um, and she has to run away from her beliefs right now. She has to run away from Joe Biden uh, because people are fed up with it. Everything that I'm doing across North Carolina is to make things better. Um, I'm hearing about inflation, I'm hearing about crime, whether it's at the border and how it affects us 72 hours later here in North Carolina. Sheriffs are saying, you know, uh, every single county is now a border county because of Joe Biden's policies. And those are the policies that my opponent supports. And then parents want to say in their kids' education, they're fed up with the left trying to jam their agenda down their kids' throats when parents just want their kids to get a good education. we got to get back to that, Mark.
0: Now, she has raised twice as much money as you. They bring in this dark money from these multi-billionaires from all over the country. This is happening in state after state after state. And so what they try to do, and I'm sure they're doing it to you, and I want to hear more about this, is they try to define you as something you're not and define themselves as something they're not. So the voter really doesn't get an honest assessment of of what's going on.
7: Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So what, what we see is, I mean, they throw in so much money. It's it's essentially as, as if it's become their religion. You know, conservatives, we give to churches, we give to our communities. But I think a lot on the left, they, they skip a lot of that and they go right into politics. And they're just pumping money in California, New York. I mean, we had a good quarter, you know, millions of dollars that we raised. But she raised three and a half times what we raised. And we never saw her out there. I mean, I was in all 100 counties. But, you know, our message wins and we just have to have enough to tell our message is about everything we do is to make things better for North Carolinians and for our country. But standing up for the Constitution, it's about defending law enforcement and treating them as heroes, not as the enemy. And everything my opponent is, I mean, she's about fundraising with the leader of the defund the police movement. It just goes on and on. But look, we can win this. And I think Americans are fed up, North Carolinians are fed up, Mark, with being told what to think by the left. And so as we're out there, we're standing up for the Constitution, we're giving parents their rights back, um, You know, we're about driving down the cost of energy, more energy production, getting people back to work. Those are the things that Americans want right now, and that's what we support.
0: It's funny how they try to paint a guy like you who is a solid conservative as a radical and an extremist, and yet she truly is a radical and extremist who's pretending to be moderate, pretending to be an independent, running on abortion, you know. Uh. But really, Ted Bud, when it comes to this, they don't just support abortion. They support abortion right to the last second before birth.
4: Isn't
7: that right, killing yeah, a baby? Everything they do, Mark, I mean, you know, they they, want to make that the issue. It's like they've got one coal and they keep blowing on that coal, hoping it'll turn into a flame. But I'm telling people, look, you want to talk about how extreme the left is? I mean, first of all, this is a win for the the Tenth Amendment. This puts it rather than nine people in 1973 making a decision for everyone. This brings it back to the various state legislatures to make decisions. But I'll also say how radical the left is and how out of step with North Carolinians and with Americans they are. And they want abortion at any time for any reason. They want it at your expense. They want it at taxpayer expense, regardless of what you believe. So they're shoving it and they're forcing it on people. And that's wildly out of step with where we are here in North Carolina.
0: Well, we need to win this seat, not only because you're a solid conservative, because if we lose it, it's going to be hard to take the Senate. If people want to help you, Ted Budd, where do they go?
7: It's my name. If you can get the D's in the right place, it's Ted with one D, Bud with two D's, tedbud.com. We can win this, Mark. They want to make higher taxes. They want to double the size of the IRS. They want green giveaways to the wealthy. to help them buy Teslas. We just want to give people um, everything we want to do. We want to make life better for North Carolinians and for our country. And we know how to do that. We just have to win because North Carolina is a bellwether state for a lot of other states that are depending on us. We've got to get the majority and we got to defend North Carolina, and we got to defend our country.
0: Now, let's talk about crime for a moment. She was a judge for a long time. She lost her last run for the Supreme Court by a few hundred votes, and that's how important it is to vote in North Carolina. She only lost by a few hundred votes. But she's contributed to the problem, hasn't she? She's one of these radical leftists that think criminals are cats, that they should get nine opportunities, whereas victims only get one.
7: Well, absolutely. You know, when law enforcement, they, they've come out and they supported me. The North Carolina Troopers Association recently endorsed me. The Border Patrol Association endorsed me. I mean, sheriffs are coming up to me. I, I mentioned this earlier. They're saying every single county in North Carolina is now a border county because of Joe Biden's policies. And those are the policies that my opponent supports. I, you know, they really see what happens at the border 72 hours later comes right across. And it's here in our state. It's all over our country leading loss of life between those 18 and 45 years old at sentinel and, and we can stop this. But her policies are Joe Biden's policies, and she's a complete rubber stamp for Joe Biden when it comes to law enforcement.
0: You know, it's frightening if somebody like that wins. And then in Georgia, if that guy re- wins re-election, and then you look in Pennsylvania at Fetterman, you look at all these people. They really are the same peas in a pod here. I mean, this is the hardcore radical, and I would even argue, not putting words in your mouth, the Marxist left. This is the the idea of moderate Democrats. This is a joke. These people really do want to fundamentally change America for the worst, don't they?
7: In in, In what country has what they believe in actually worked? Nowhere. Where their policies have been implemented is where people are fleeing from. I talked to uh, Cuban-Americans yesterday that fled under Castro, and they come here. Ted Bud, I want to hold you
0: after the break. The music means i got to take a hard break. Just hang in there. Just take a few minutes, and we'll be right back. This is a very, very important race, like all of them are. North Carolina needs attention. We're talking to Ted Budd, the conservative constitutionalist who's running against a radical anti-constitutionalist. We'll be right back. in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. My wife, Julie, and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape. And Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now, that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details.
1: Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811.
0: For the rest of the nation, we do not want to overlook what's going on in North Carolina. And, of course, we're here in North Carolina. It's crucially important what's taking place in North Carolina. And we need Ted Budd. Ted Budd is a solid constitutionalist, and that's what will be in the United States Senate. If we can get him and several of these other people supported and elected, you know, we have a shot at getting our country back. Now, Ted Budd, in terms of your opponent... um, What is her plan for reducing fossil fuel prices?
7: Well, I don't know, because she is all for this Green New Deal, which helps rich people buy Teslas rather than helping regular people afford gas in their tank. And ultimately, 90 days later, we know that leads to lower food prices if you lower fuel prices, and that would help people put groceries on their table. Look, there is a secretary in the county I was just leaving. We're driving home tonight. We're driving across the state. And- she is uh, a year away from retirement, and she doesn't know if she can afford gas in her car to get to her job to get to her retirement. And that is mm-hmm. a real story right here in North Carolina. I imagine there's stories like that all across our country because of what Joe Biden's anti-energy has done. It's made us less safe. It's been harder on families. It's inflationary, and it's hurt hardworking Americans. And my opponent, Cherry Beasley, is a rubber stamp for Joe Biden's energy policies.
0: What is Beasley's plan to reduce inflation?
7: Well, uh, maybe they can hire 87,000 more IRS agents because Mm -hmm. that's what she supports. You know, she's not doing a thing about that. She believes in more government spending. She believes in this student debt giveaway. She didn't have, she's not even in the, I'm in the US House, I have to comment on these, these things. She's not even elected now. She lost her last election by only 406 votes. But she says that she supports this student debt giveaway. When 60% of Americans don't even, they went right to work, or they the 40% that have a college degree, they worked work their way through, or they paid off their student loans, or they're in process of paying them off. And she believes in this inflationary giveaway. So everything she does is about higher energy prices and higher inflation.
0: What is her position on, well, let me do it this way. Does she oppose uh, sexualizing uh, kindergarten through fifth grade students in public school?
7: Well, I can tell you that she doesn't believe in uh, educational choice and educational freedom. And the parents that I'm talking to around North Carolina, when I walk into a room, they say, hey, thanks for running for the U.S. Senate. You got my support. But by the way, where are the school board people that are running for school board right now? Because those are the heroes, the people that are standing up for parents' rights right now and they're standing up for educational freedom. Those are the heroes. And none of them want to sexualize these young children. They just want their kids to get a good education and stop politicizing and dividing us. And that's what Joe Biden does. And Sherry Beasley, my opponent, is a rubber stamp for Joe Biden.
0: Democrat Sherry Beasley, obviously, that's who you're running against. Where's her opposition to critical race theory in that racist ideology?
7: You know, I, that's part of the left's ideology. It's one of division, not of pulling us together. And I, I, you know, I'm fully, on board with our national motto which is e pluribus unum out of many one and the opposite of that is everything that the left does. they divide us uh, uh, using identity politics and joe biden does that the left does that carrie beasley would do that she has never separated herself from anything that joe biden has done hence she's a rubber stamp for everything that he wants to do
0: uh Has Beasley spoken out against uh, boys and men participating in women's sports?
7: Mark, interesting you bring that up. I don't believe she has. And Mm -hmm. I imagine um, her policies would be one of fully supporting um, the left's push in regards to Title IX and anything they want to do regarding the left's agenda when it comes to uh, uh, just dividing people along awful awful lines i mean but people just want men to be men women to be women and you don't need to be divisive here but again everything the left does makes politics out of something that shouldn't even be political
0: now if she ran the united states senate god forbid uh, what kind of a supreme court justice would she want and vote for
7: be interesting to hear her position on uh you know i'm for the keep nine which believes that we should codify keeping nine. We should make it a constitutional amendment to keep nine justices. And you shouldn't politicize what Biden has floated the idea on and expanding and packing the courts. So she is supported breaking the filibuster. Her advertising is about breaking the filibuster and ending the filibuster uh, and getting rid of it so that they can have their way with just a, a simple majority. And that's unconstitutional. It's completely wrong. And it would lead to absolute chaos and they think the printing presses are wide open now into the left. Just imagine if uh, they could break the filibuster at will. So that's why it's so important to hold North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Wisconsin, all these important races uh, that we have to stand up for and fight for.
0: You know, there's no point in the United States Senate if you don't have a filibuster. What is the point? If you're going to turn that body into effectively a, a similar body as the House of Representatives um in other words completely denuded of of its intention of its original intentions that is to represent the state legislatures and they eliminated that and now just just vote based on uh, whatever you want to vote on and so forth there's really no need for a bicameral legislature they want to turn it into a parliament of sorts when they want to get their things passed what what is uh has your opponent uh spoken out against the open borders
7: I'll tell you what, uh, what we're seeing right here, I mean, next door, uh, sheriff to my county just captured enough fentanyl to kill 250,000 people. She hasn't spoken out against that. Uh, she's not spoken out against the drug cartels, which is leading to the leading cause of death of, between those 18 and 45 year old men here in our country. Um, you know, she's, she's actually running to the middle. She said, Oh, I support law enforcement, but I don't see her supporting those at the border. When I was down there, I was in a pickup truck with those those guys that are on the line stopping the drug cartels and human traffickers from coming across. They said, yeah, we got to finish this wall. But what we really need is an administration that has our back. And we don't have an administration that has our back because Joe Biden doesn't have law enforcement's back. And neither would Sherry Beasley, Mark.
0: Sherry Beasley doesn't support any of these any of these agenda items that would secure the country that would fight crime that would get us back to some fiscal sanity she doesn't support any of that she doesn't believe a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl and uh and and girl sports is for girl sports she doesn't believe that parents should have any role in the education of our of their children in the public school system she wholeheartedly supports critical race theory and that's why I went through these points with you. She is a hardcore left-wing radical, and I just cannot imagine, even many Democrats in, uh, in North Carolina uh, have to understand that if they vote for her, they are voting for a radical, radical individual, not just a Democrat, but a radical Democrat. I want to thank you very much, Ted. One more time, where do people go in North Carolina and throughout the country if they want to help us hold that seat and get you a victory there?
7: Thank you, Mark. Tedbud.com. That's T-E-D, one D, budd, B-U-D-D.com, tedbud.com.
0: All right. God bless you, my friend. Keep at it.
7: God bless you, Mark. Thank you.
0: Take care. People are overlooking that race. It is as tight as any other race, so it's very, very important what's going on there. I'll be right
1: back. Mark Levin.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Scarborough, on the Morning Schmo today, cut 18, go.
5: As a Southern Baptist I grew up reading the Bible, maybe a backslidden Baptist, but I still know the Bible. Jesus never once talked about abortion, never once. And it was happening back in ancient times. It was happening during his time. Never once mentioned it. For people perverting the gospel of Jesus Christ down to one issue, it's heresy. Go, if you don't believe me, if that makes you angry, why don't you do something you haven't done in a long time? Open the Bible, open the New Testament, read the red letters, you won't see it there. And yet there are people who are using Jesus as a shield to make 10 year old rape girls go through a living and breathing hell here on earth. They've also conveniently overlooked the parts of the New Testament, where Jesus talks about taking care of the needy, taking care of those who are helpless, who live a hopeless life, because they believe, these state legislators believe, that life begins at fertilization and ends at childbirth.
0: Jesus would support abortion. But the dummy sitting next to him would ask the question, Jesus would support abortion? I thought you just said he didn't say anything about abortion. Did he say anything about human life? I thought God decided when life begins. Not Joe Scarborough and the Democrat Party. I thought science makes this decision for us. And if a 10-year-old girl wants an abortion, or needs one in that case, she can get one and will get one. My understanding is in that case, she wasn't denied one. But I don't know how it worked to the end. There's HIPAA, there's other kinds of rules, and neither does Joe Scarborough. But what about the baby right before birth? What does Jesus say there, Joe? Think he would approve that too? God, you've become such a sick bastard. It's not even funny. It's sick. It's sick. Well, that wife of his has a spell on him. That's like that, that King Edwards. Remember him? He resigned from the crown. He married a divorcee. Boy, she had a spell on him. Ready? This is the lawyer spiel. These statements and products have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, prevent any disease or condition. These statements and information are not a substitute for alternative to seeking care from your health care providers. Ladies and gentlemen, try it. You're going to like it. I like it. Try it. N-U-S-U slash mark and enter code word mark and get 10% off. All right, folks. I know it's been a very, very difficult week Sunday. We remember 9-11. That's for sure. And right now I want to salute all of you with America here we go officially over. The weekend begins now, folks. Hopefully you can watch live, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, on the Fox News channel, Life, Liberty, and Levin, a brand new killer show just for you. I know you're going to find it incredibly intriguing. If you can't, you can record it on your DVR. Set it right now. All right, folks, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers, and the men and women in Taiwan, and Ukraine, good night, Spritey and Griffy, good night, Pepsi and Zelda, good night, Smokey and Gigi, good night, Indy and little Barney. And good night, Dad, good night, Mom, good night, Leo, good night, Joe.